<laughs> Does it smell like smoke in here? My sister says the cigarettes are gonna kill me, but I'm 93 and it hasn't done it yet. <laughs> Real quote from a customer. You want to get my new ports? Does my does my trailer smell like cigarettes? Well, I opened the door and it rolled out. <laughs> is this the intro? No, <laughs> it is now. It, it is now. <laughs> the racing addicts. It's like a circle. Great racing circle. That's staying in. Great racing circle. Brought to you by. Where, where, where's my endorsement? Hello? That's staying in. No, no. The racing addicts? You would. Ready. Ready. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Stand by. The racing addicts? Stand by. The racing addicts? You would. Welcome back to this week's podcast. We're talk, we're talking. Are we talking? We talking. I tried to combine talking over. and Talladega. Yeah, starting over again. I tried to combine talking and Talladega. Talking we're about talking. Talladega. Think, listen, we're talking Dega. We're talking Dega. We're talking Dega. I think this is a solid intro. I think we should, <laughs> we, we talking Dega. Did I swear it all? No. Oh, wow. This is, I, we're up to a solid you start. You are very welcome. Oh, I'll take it. So we're talking Talladega, talking Dega. We're talking about how Carson Husevar can't drive a freaking car. <laughs> oh, he pushed him in the trioval. He uh, he pushed him. It's a track. You push him. If you or one of your loved ones has been a victim of the front bumper of the number six car, you can contact this lawyer at 1-800. 1-800-Plowman6. Well, again, that's 1-800. That is my Autobahn racer name. Why is a snowplow company not... Bad Brad. Bad Brad. <laughs> Why is a snowplow company not sponsoring Brad Keselowski? Perfect opportunity Boss. on our six drafting tracks. Yeah. But you're missing the most important part of yesterday, which is another victory by the number 12, Ryan Blaney, and officially has passed Kyle Petty on the all-win list with 500 less starts. So I would not it. ever bring him up ever again in comparison. The fact that you're comparing Ryan Blaney to, <laughs> to Kyle Petty... Makes Ryan Blaney a worse driver. I'm saying with 500 less starts, he's already passed Mr. Potential, potential Unfulfilled. So, my suck it. That's where I'm at. It was a good day. Hold good on. Day. Didn't he compare him to Casey Kane in that? They're both trash. Whole thing. <laughs> so, that's what I'm wondering is how does he compare to Casey Kane? Because isn't that how Casey he Kane doesn't know how to drive anything. Oh, the only thing man. he can drive is his ex-wife crazy. Hey, oh. I, I it could be the year, boys. Could be the year. That's all I'm saying. You know, made it into the round eight. Round eight is a whole lot better than the round of twelve for the twelve car. So, next stop, round of four. And uh, homie's really good at Phoenix. So. You know, actually, instead of talking about that, I want to talk about something that has nothing to do with Ryan Blaney, real quick. <laughs> just because it's number one. I just talked a lot of smack on Casey Kane there, and I kind of feel bad. Because he can drive a race car. Is this where you apologize to Mitch? I think this is what happens right here. No. <laughs> Mitch sucks at racing. I beat him every time we go. Oh, my gosh. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Are we talking about the Autobahn? No. <laughs> no. So, Casey Kane, just a couple years ago, saved a life right here in Duncan, Pennsylvania. He did. I he forgot was, about that. He was driving down the highway, 
and a car. Well, I don't even remember the story anymore, really. But he, a car wreck, a real bad wreck, and there was a real fire, and he pulled somebody out of a burning car. He did along the highway in Duncanon. He did. Our, our friends in the fire department watched it happen. Well, they were yeah. a little late. <laughs> Otherwise, they would have been the one pulling yeah. him from the burning like, car. They're like, because they're all like almost everybody in the uh, fire department is part of the racing community. I think. I don't know. They they like to drink beer. Does well, I mean, that like, cause, like the the twins are NHRA champs. That's true. And That's everybody true. else does dirt track stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of alcohol involved. You are accurate. <laughs> But they were sober, we think, uh, at this time. Hmm. But yeah, on the way back from Port Royal Speedway. Yeah. So, Crazy. So, uh, I take to- back all the bad things that Kyle Petty's ever said about Casey Kane. <laughs> and YRB, Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney. Did you, hey, Alex, did you hear he won Dega this week? He did win Dega. Yeah, by four inches. By the largest margin he's ever won. I saw Dega. that. <laughs> yeah. He almost doubled his margin of victory from the previous Talladega races from 0.007 to 0.012. You know, that's what happens. You go from like Bristol to Talladega, the pit road just doubles. I'm pretty sure after the fallout of the post-race inspection, we have to pretend like the four car was invisible the entire time. Well, that's true. In that case, he won by like probably almost a second after the uh, Corey LaJoy pileup. Exactly. They should like... (laughs) video edit him out of the finish of the race because he effectively wasn't there. Oh my gosh. That you know Listen, I've been trying to get them to edit out Austin Dillon for years. They won't do it. Believe wait, me, they won't. Wait, was Austin Dillon in that race yesterday? Oh, Austin he was so Brad took him out. <laughs> I guess technically he took Brad out. You admit it. You admit it. He he took him out. Brad took him out. Oh, a slip of the tongue and now here we are. Ah, Freudian slip. <laughs> I honestly could have gone either way, but that was you know pretty what? funny. You know, Austin Dillon blamed Hosevar, which is all I needed to know to tell me that Hosevar was innocent. So Yeah, and I'll tell the people what I said in the text chat when it happened, which is if Austin Dillon is about it, it's because he's salty that he's Hosevar is already better than he ever was and ever will be. So sucks to suck, buddy. Hey, let's compare average finishing position this year, and it does not end well for Austin Dillon. Which, oh, by yeah. the way, his teammates in the round of 12 for the playoffs. Not for long. No. <laughs> Kyle Busch's ride is about to come to an end for 2023. Yeah. Because <laughs> that ship done sailed. It's about to. He looks like Bernie's weekend out there in that car. <laughs> Here's the bigger question. Does uh, half of RFK's uh, playoff run end after next weekend? If we look at history. <laughs> no. Wow. So both RFKs are, are going to make it out of the Roval. I think Brad's going to... He's he, Listen, I... Brad is a very strategic driver. He knows that road courses are not his strong suit. Normally, he just plays in the back so doesn't waste money. This week, he knows. It's for all the beans. All the beans. I mean, here's the thing. If you have some driver, other driver trouble, he just needs to, like, finish. Because he is above the cut line right now. Yeah. So as long as no one else wins, and if you look at, I was him, just looking at it. Like there is very much a possibility that Brad could make it. I think Busher, especially looking at Busher's track record at the Roval, to me he's he's in. I yeah. don't I don't see any way that Busher doesn't. So make here's it to the, the thing that round. really scares me, <clears throat> and the reason I'm probably wrong in my statement is if you look at who is two points behind Brad Kozlowski, 
Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. Just so happens yeah. to be a very good road course racer. See, and that would make me a little bit nervous so, as a Brad Keselowski fan. Yeah. So makes that, me, it makes me nervous as a Ross fan, and I was thinking the same thing. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, like wow, he's. If you don't think he's a threat, you're an idiot. Yeah, an he's, idiot. He he's good at win. The only issue with Reddick is he wins or finishes thirty second. Like I I feel like he very rarely is in between, and that's that's the one thing kind of killing him right now. Um. So uh, with the Harvick DQ, I know we kind of did you change your Wi Fi? No, it's I have Blue Ridge, so it randomly doesn't work. <laughs> Sorry, this is just what it does. Welcome to small town living, ladies and gentlemen. With the Harvick DQ, I think they should have just let it pass. Listen, it's his last Super Speedway race. His season has sucked. Stuart Haas Racing has sucked. He pulls off a second. I don't even care if the car's illegal. I say Harvick just gets the second place. That's kind of where I'm at right now with 2023. You know, another way to look at it is Blaney's so good, he's the only one that could beat a cheater yesterday. So. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Let's take that. And honestly, hearing the the infraction, I don't know. What the hell does that, that even mean? I don't think it's a he performance He didn't secure advantage. his windshield? Yeah, like, I mean, it made it the whole race. That feels like it's pretty secure. Oh, some of this stuff. Well, maybe maybe the screws were like three screws or lighter. I don't know. You know what I mean? That's probably what it was. Like, just because of weight distribution. I have no idea. How do you not get, like, but here's, there's a pre-race inspection. Right. Do you, did, I didn't did see anybody that? out there taking screws out of the windshield doing the pit stops. Like, I don't know. I get stuff falls off, and that's why they do it, this and that, but. Apparently. Who was the car a couple of years ago in the Gen 6 where, like, the rear deck lid was caving in at full speed? Oh, I can't remember that. I'm not sure. So, according to Rodney Childers, today got DQ'd for the car buffering in the draft all day and some windshield bolts vibrating out. My guys had silicone on the threads and gob on the tips. Still came out. Not sure what else we could do. Which, honestly, that makes sense. Because the way the infraction was, I'm like, I don't know how this is a performance advantage. So, I... This episode is brought to you by Ryan Blaney and Body Armor. That's right. We can leave that one in there. Has anybody checked any Hamlin's rectum for these screws? Oh. It's, it's All not I'm good. Saying. I'm just saying. Uh... They were lubed up. How yeah, many are missing? Some. Nine? I think not. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Hamlin, uh, shout out for parking it in front of the whole field on the backstretch. That was pretty cute. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure, didn't he criticize Chastain for doing the same thing last year and called it reckless? And now here he's he did the same exact thing. But it's okay because we're just living in Denny Hamlin's world. So whatever. I am going to call it. Ross Chastain is going to wreck Kyle Larson because Kyle Larson's been driving erratically lately himself. And due to that, both Brad and Reddick will make the playoffs. So who do you think does not make it? Larson. Who's the other three? Chastain, Bubba, and Bush. 
I can kind of, I can kind of agree. Bush with that. doesn't have a chance. Like he, he literally has to. He he has to win. He has I to think. win. Yeah, I don't think he can point in at this point. So he could okay, throw in the off chance he wins. Bubba's doesn't have a chance in hell. Everybody knows that. Now I, I act like I, listen. I've been very easy on Bubba this year. I've been very happy for him. I think he's been doing a heck of a job, but he's just not a road course racer. Same thing with Brad. That's why I don't think he would win if he wasn't just if he can coast around in fifteenth, we'll be fine. Yeah. And and honestly, yesterday I think was Bubba's big shot. And they just like he, even even if he didn't win yesterday, if he would have at least closed it up um and gotten points where it was a lot tighter, but he just didn't. I mean, they they weren't there at the end, they couldn't get up there. So yeah, I agree. I think Bubba that's the end of Bubba's round. But, man, I don't... I mean, Larson very easily could not make it. But I, I kind of like the idea of everyone else down there. I do think Reddick makes it, though. I don't know. What do you think, Nolan? Who won there last year? Wasn't it Christopher Bell? It was. Christopher Bell came in clutch last year and pulled it out. So that's another guy you got to watch out for. But what I'm thinking is Toyota's. And Christopher those, Bell's 22 points to the lead. They're 22 yeah. points ahead of the cut line. So, yeah, I, I Tyler Axel. <laughs> I'm just thinking. It, I'm just thinking about Toyota speed, and you're talking about Baba having no chance. I don't know. I feel like the Toyotas have enough of a floor. Like, well, I believe he might be fine. Denny's locked in, right? 50 plus. I think. Like the plus or minus from Kyle Bush to Denny, like even Bubba, like fifty plus. That's like a lot. Yeah, I think if if Denny finishes dead last and one of the bottom four wins, I think he can still mathematically be eliminated. But it would take yeah a lot. Yeah. So I that's that's a fair that's a fair assumption. I think he's good. I mean, honestly, a lot of the ones that are locked in, you have one or two bad stages, though, and they're out. I mean... Yeah, I mean, you see that with... I think Martin Truex Jr. could be a... An, I, I think it's either going to be Kyle or Truex. Larson or Truex. Yeah, and... That will be... that, And Reddick will make... will move on. And, like, the 19 is just not good. Like, this has been some of the worst performance in the playoffs. His his regular season points That's are the only Joe reason. That's because Joe Gibbs is putting all the good money into Denny Hamlin's car. He doesn't want Martin Truex to win again. I, I, I'm I'm almost believing it because the the eleven he is shows, the devil. Yeah, well he is, and his son uh, just causes havoc on pit road every week. At Texas, he changes lanes to run into the eleven car, and then this week he drags a gas can and starts a fire. So Ty Gibbs just uh, is is apparently aiming just to make pit road interesting this year. So it's it, it's a theory. Um, I mean, if you look at momentum, honestly, the RFK cars have more momentum than the 19 and the five. I don't know. The five has so much speed. He just can't. They can't close it like they cannot close a race to save their life. Anyway, sorry, Nolan, you can. What was you were about to talk? Oh, just that it's hard to count out Kyle Larson, including at road courses. It's not like that's some weaknesses of his. If anything, if you consider it a strength. So, I mean, it's just a matter of him. I don't know if he has finishing. Any, yeah, it's finishing. It's it's or if he's so you know he drives aggressively, and a lot of people don't like that. So, if you drive aggressive against me, I drive against aggressive against you. And there's like 476 turns. So, 
Not too many don't. I don't know though. I I feel like Kyle's always really fair in his aggression. Mm. Like he, I don't know that he steps mm. over a line for me. Because mm. eh. mm. normally when he steps over the line, he wrecks himself. Like Texas was a great example. Alex, I don't know how to tell you. <laughs> I know that our entire platform is born on, is uh, based on your bias, but you are more biased than you know you are. Than you are. Oh, I know I'm biased. Just so you know. But. Kyle Larson does not wreck people for wins. That's where he's different than Denny Hamlin. Mm. Denny Hamlin couldn't give okay. two craps. I like I, Kyle. Listen, I love Kyle Larson. I'm just saying that uh, it just so happens that uh, his poop still stinks. <laughs> and uh, he wrecks just as many people as Denny Hamlin does. Oh, I don't know about that. The only difference is he doesn't get his rectum that. wrecked. <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> rectum. Dang near killed him. <laughs> Shake and bake. Shake and bake. So, Wait, Stuart Haas Racing, like, this is some of the best stuff they've done all year. And uh, it had that, nothing to do with It was a photo finishing. op. That was yeah. it. But it was beautiful. Like, did you see Chase Briscoe actually did the, like, uh, yeah. the Magic Man thing <laughs> the driver intro? I was like, that, this literally is the peak of the Stuart Haas Racing season was driver intros and leading up to the event. Yeah. And then once the event started, it kind of went back to went the rest back to of the season. Yeah. <laughs> but so bias aside, did you guys like the race? Obviously, Alex is going to say yes. I, oddly enough, so I actually like Daytona better than Dega because I think handling comes into play more at Daytona. At Dega, it seemed like you. Ju- it was whoever could just slam each other the hardest without wrecking. So, like, it was still good. But I felt like Daytona's was a better... Daytona's last race was better than yesterday's, if that makes any sense. It does, and I'm not really sure how to feel about it myself because I saw a lot of three-wide racing, but not a lot of, like, 15-car passes in two laps, which is what I'm used to seeing, you know, from back in the day. I felt like you could put together, you know, far better runs. Whereas here, track position mattered a lot, despite the fact that you could have three almost even lanes, but it pretty much held steady. So it was like long-term, medium-term strategy versus like short-term gains, it seemed like. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. I think track position was was pretty huge yesterday. Um, Because even when when fast cars would go to the back, it was quite a while till they made it back up. So I I definitely would agree with that. it felt like you couldn't put together runs quite as well at Daytona, but I think I still think it was a good race, though. Um, I mean, yeah, me too. Light years better than what we saw at Dega last year. I thought Dega last year was junk, so we're we're definitely. So you guys are talking about the Talladega race, and I I didn't mind the first half of it, but uh, right about halfway through, right before Brad wrecked, I got a call. And uh, we had a softball game at 6 o'clock. This was like 3.30. He's like, hey, I see the field's made up. Where are you guys at? And I was like, oh. No. They, the game was at 4, not 6. So I had to get all 11 kids and their families in contact. We're like, hey, we need to get the field like now. No. We were at a birthday party on a deck <laughs> watching. The- so rush home, get changed, so rush like- to the field. You just had the wrong time written down? Is yep. that the... Okay. It was all my fault. Wow. 
And then you relayed the inf- incorrect information to the rest of the team. The entire team. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I had to pay the umpire an extra $20 to stick around. <laughs> Man. What? That, that's, that's I told him I'd give it another 20 if he made the strikes a little bit bigger for our pitcher. My daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Got to buy off the reps. That's, uh, speaking, of the, speaking of the NFL. I'm just kidding. Go Birds! No, that's... That's that's pretty rough. So we ended up watching. So, so so like, when did you actually make it there? The game started at five. Okay. Yeah. So that's as really as good as it can. It get. was in the middle. Like that's pretty good. Because yeah, that's when I had the, that's when the team was reporting. We were going to be everybody was going to be there at five to practice before the game. Uh, okay. So we just we got there at like four fifteen, and then slowly everybody kind of just shuffled in. So we everybody still got warmed up. Wow. And Aubrey caught a line drive back to the rubber, which was pretty cool. Good for her. Where do you guys play at? Uh, lines uh, over the Lions Club. Oh, nice. That's right. And the field. Oh, so I woke up. I woke up early Sunday morning. I couldn't sleep. So before church, I went over and drugged the field <laughs> and spent like a good amount of time on it. Matt, yeah, the, like, the, perfect. Matt, the one daddy's like, "What did you do to this field? It's amazing." <laughs> And see, it had you had two less hours for it to get messed up by the by the weather. So exactly, yeah. it, was, it was kind of a win win. It was a win win. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't miss the end of the race. Oh, so. yeah, you quite a bit of it. Yeah, because I was I was preoccupied, but I didn't wow. watch a recap. And and you got to you got to catch it. I mean, the it was end okay. is really I, all I that think matters. I think you guys said it like it was. There was action, kind of, but there wasn't individual passing. There was line movement here right. and there. Yeah, I, I, I thought so. Like, I think... Well, personally, all, I mean, Daytona was way better. I mean, Busher won, Brad was second. Yeah. I, I, way I think, better than Blaney winning. <laughs> that's the best part of yesterday. Do but you, you did talk, get to see the truck race. I did get to see the you truck race. Get, and more importantly, the, the best part of the truck race was at the end when uh, Matt Crafton broke Nick Sanchez's nose. Dude. Do the words laceration mean anything to you? I don't know. I kind of like it. Is that bad? Alex, do we have a beeper anymore? No, we gotta- I'm gonna beep and sue you. <laughs> Listen, do me a favor. I don't think it was sue. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, it was a Hell. threat on an old man's life. Oh, <laughs> did he say that? I heard sue. Oh, he no, he threatened to kill him. I mean, he was mad. But hey, has NASCAR done anything about it yet? No, I don't think they will because they didn't. Austin Hill got in a fight last year and they didn't do anything. So I, I think I think they're just gonna let it go. And it sounds like they were both idiots. So I think it just kind of broke even. But that- <laughs> it didn't break even. It broke to the side. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt Crafton's response was basically yeah. that they talked, they exchanged words, and that they were yelling back and forth. And that this has been a pattern from Sanchez. And that he got sick of it, and um, what did he say? Last time I checked on the track, everyone's a grown adult, so this whole, like, punching a kid. I don't know. Like, where'd you guys land on it? Pretty indifferent. Kind of entertaining. Curious how it'll <laughs> shake out. <laughs> it's kind of it's honestly where I'm at, really. I, I felt like the on-track part was Sanchez's fault. So I, apparently that's a hot take because it seems like everyone's blaming Crafton, but 
Crafton was in line with the cars in front of him, and Sanchez tried to shove it in where I didn't think there was room, and then they all wrecked. So, in my view, I kind of blame Sanchez. But If a man looks at me and threatens me, I am going to react. Oh, yeah. That's almost an omission of a nose breakage. Oh, yeah. I don't know that he... I don't even remember who won the race. Uh... <laughs> Shoot, who won the race? I don't even remember. This is this is a valid. Brett Moffat, the the part time. Oh, that's right. Moffat did win. He did. Mustache Moffat. That's right. Straight out of uh, the 1980s, Brett Moffat yeah. won. Drove all the way from 1980 to Talladega to win the race. So good for him. Um, actually, I thought it was. I thought the race was decently entertaining because you can tell. The handling on the trucks sucks. Mm -hmm. And they are all over the track. And then add in the fact that half the drivers in that series bought their ride and have no idea what the frick they're doing. The entertainment value is high. The the uh, racing integrity level is dangerously low. Uh, but I, I, I mean, whatever. From me sitting on the couch watching it, I thought it was pretty good. So I really didn't have any beef. Did you guys, so Michael Waltrip, I feel like we have to talk about this. His, you got sexy feet, Alex. Dude, his level of creepiness with Carson Hosevar, I feel like has reached. It's on par with Nolan. Oh, he's far surpassed Nolan. Like Way beyond, buddy. I was thinking about it yesterday when I'm sitting on the couch. Going, Come on, Carson. You know, like freaking out. <laughs> I don't know. And then Michael Waltrip with, with his, uh, we're watching your feet. And Carson on the radio is like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, as a host of our fan, how does, does this make you feel uncomfortable? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just a fan. He's like a fanatic fan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, he's, 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 <laughs> he like, was weird. It, you guys talked about it in the podcast before and I didn't know what you were talking about. And then when I heard that, cause I was listening to the radio, I was watching something else, uh, football game or something, but I had his, is on the NASCAR, the app, the scanner. Mm -hmm. And he tried three times to talk to Carson and I heard it all three times. So that <laughs> I, was I, know, I was like, <laughs> he's just going to keep kicking in on it. it like so good. He's sitting here trying to think. He wasn't going to take no for an answer. He would have <laughs> talked to his boyfriend. <laughs> That was almost as good as when they were calling Zane Smith. He's like, he's oh, sitting on his phone on Twitter. They were all ignoring, for sure. Ne neither of them wanted to talk to Fox. Hey, Michael Walter, hey no it's Michael up no. in the box. <laughs> hey, Carson. It's Michael up in the Fox booth. I got a real weird vibe. Hey, Carson, your toes are moving. I can see them. Man. You can hear me, right? <laughs> hey, it's, it's Michael. Me, Mike, Mikey. <laughs> Oh, like, hi, Zane Smith. We saw you just ran over your uh, tire carrier. How you doing? <laughs> Zane, we noticed that uh, you just ran over your tire carrier. We noticed and that three-foot dent in the back. <laughs> and your championship hopes are probably over. How does this race feel for you? And then he's like, like it sucks. Like, it's almost as bad as the XFL when they interviewed, like, wide receiver drops the pass. How do you feel about dropping the pass? <laughs> yep. What was that? <laughs> it turns out they're not very happy. They don't want to talk no, about it. I, like, I don't want to talk about it. So, I, I, Actually, I, I do want to talk about it. Did you see how hard he bounced off? 
Dude. I'm t- like, what was it? Pit crew member one, truck zero. Yeah. <laughs> Someone keeping the tally. Damn. The guy's a beast. Like, we're not allowed to complain ever again because he gets hit by a truck at 50-some mile an hour, hops up and goes, yep, ready for the next stop, boys. I Let's thought they were going to make Zane Smith go to the care center because he was in a collision. <laughs> that poor guy's ready to throw the next tire down, and they're like, hey. Yeah. Does this not bring up a safety issue for the league? He could have had internal bleeding. I, I, internal I, bleeding, Alex. I think the bigger thing for me is he got hit by a truck, and Zane's truck is what ended up behind the wall. Oh, he jumped! No, no, he jumped right back <laughs> over the wall. I watched him. He was behind it. I know he was great. So he was like, "Son of a! <laughs> I dropped my radio." <laughs> he picked up the wedge. Has Ford dropped their funding on the thirty-eight trucks so far that now it's less tough than a human being? Or is colleagues slash front rows pit crew just that tough? <laughs> who didn't? <laughs> who only used the super glue on the rear quarter panel? <laughs> no, that I, was a hit. Dude, 10 out of 10. Like, if he doesn't win some, even if it's a made-up award at the end of the season, NASCAR's dropping the ball because that was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, not fantastic, but fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he could be the Tough Man Award. I know the Tough Mudder Award went to Denny Hamlin. But I'm pretty sure the Tough Man Award can go to him. Did you guys see that? Uh, they, uh, uh, no, I was going to say. Oh, Kenny. Did we talk about Kenny on last week's episode? That Kenny is the track uh, champion. That's right, buddy. We didn't we didn't pod last week, so we missed it. Oh well, congratulations! Right. That's what I, was, I knew I was getting somewhere, and I had a yeah. I had a megapixel break or something up <laughs> it there. It happens, but uh. I got my RAM back so we can finish this. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, technical difficulties. Speaking of technically, yeah, technical. Di- so now four-time BAPS track champion. And he's a two-time tour champion. Exactly. Very I, impressive. The funniest part of this whole situation is he is the Lehman towing champion. That's true. In the Edkins towing Super sportsman. And just for everybody who's not from Perry County, they're the only two tro- t- tow companies in Marysville. <laughs> and they're the most competitive, too. So it's kind of funny. I don't know who should be insulted by it. I know. They, I think I, I, I don't know what to do. The Lehman's Towing 2023 champion is the Edkins Towing number yeah. 75. Yeah. Congratulations to Johnny for putting together a good car. I mean, that car was so fast, even Kenny couldn't lose with it. That's right. And and he posted on Facebook, so I guess we can discuss it. But the seventy five will be going four ten racing here, uh, even this season. Hopefully, uh, I think that's the, that's the game plan at least. Pretty sure testing tune is tomorrow. Something maybe. like that. I don't even know what month is it. October. I don't even it know. Is what October. Month it, is. it might be okay. maybe next weekend. There's a. I know there's a testing. <laughs> it's coming, tune up coming up soon. I think they're planning on doing the last uh, four ten races at BAPS. So very yeah. cool. So uh, yeah, is very that cool. where we can expect to see them? That's where you can expect to see him. I think the Racing Addicts crew needs to all go to that race. Ah. I concur. Is it next? Is it? It's not this weekend, is it? Uh, no, we got a couple weeks. Uh, there's one in November and one in October. I think the October one is still two weeks out. I don't know who's booking my gigs this weekend, but it's off the hook. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think you can blame one person there. Uh, we're, we're playing. We have a gig. It's Friday night from 8 to 12 or 7 to 11, and then Saturday morning 
from 10 till 2, and then Saturday night from 7 to 11. Yeah, I don't know who booked that. That's terrible. <laughs> That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> All three different locations. <laughs> I think like maybe be like one load-in or something uh, like that. No, no it's three load-ins. It's, it's three oh. load-ins, three load-outs. Which is honestly the worst part of the gig. Uh, wow. Leroy, what's you doing, bro? Come on, man. I don't man. know what he's I, doing. Uh, so hopped up on the queue. The queue. Got a new bass guitar today. He's texted to me. Oh, is that a carbon? It, uh, no. <gasps> it's not a carbon? And when I say text, I mean Facebook messaged because he can't text. <laughs> because he has a flip. He has the Gibbs flip phone from yes, NCIS. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's the guitar. Ooh, it looks pretty good, actually. I don't know what it is. I can't read I mean, the headstock from here. Honestly, I don't know guitars well enough. So they all, if they are nice I color. learned early in my guitar life. That uh, it doesn't matter how nice of a guitar you buy. If you suck, you suck. Yeah. And if you're good, you're good. Exactly. How about it, Nolan? Here, here. <laughs> Nolan is a fabulous guitar player. Yeah, I always liked, uh, when we had our country band together, Nolan would roll in with his, like, $40 Marshall amp and whatever guitar he was playing at the time and, like, one pedal loosely with chords and then freaking sounded like a dang Keith Urban concert. And then, like, that weekend, I would go do a gig for a band that spent, like, $75,000 on their stage setup, <laughs> and they can't even play in time. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take Nolan. I'll take the $45 Marshall amp again. <laughs> it sounds a whole lot better. Click you know, the, li cool click the, the link below to buy that. him a new amp. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Oh, we're, we're good. I'm good now. <laughs> I was trying to get you a new one regardless. What? I was going to get you a new amp regardless. They don't need to know you have new ones already. <laughs> you can always do a yeah, new one. I, got I went from being not picky at all to like extra picky. So I searched far and wide to get what I wanted. And uh, yeah, now it sounds great. So it does. So That's I got awesome. the combo now. Good, good player with even better equipment. So. Come on now. Now that you've entered the retired portion of your life, you have a little more disposable income, right? That's Yeah, this temporary... <laughs> Thing that I'm doing, yes. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> Such a vibe. This temporary thing. <laughs> Alex, if you ever say that in my presence again, I'll swing over this kit and just Retire. throat punch you. Yeah, no, the, vibe. The ironic. You're not 20. Oh, sorry. You I say it's a vibe. Mitch You're not long. Mitch. I know. I. You don't have to be his father. I'm I'm the oldest person in the group, I'm By pretty far. sure. Yeah. But my guy won yesterday, so, you know, who cares? Life's good. Yeah. <laughs> good thing. He probably would have been, you know... Did he celebrate with his pit crew? Because I know he blamed them for everything else he f***ing messes up. <laughs> you're going to have to beep that one out. He celebrated. They were all happy. Even the captain was there yesterday. Mr. Roger Penske himself was in victory lane. It was a good day. I hope Roger good Penske day. cries every night that their RFK wins because all he had to do was give Brad a stake of the company and they'd be just as good as RFK. Dude, and when it comes to speed, again, RFK is still better than Penske. Like, they just are. So, I don't know. Speaking of Penske, um, is there anything that Austin Sindrick didn't almost hit yesterday? Good Lord. Like, you talk about dart without feathers. He's notorious the worst. He's notoriously oh worse than Austin Dillon. He, you know what's bad? He really is. When you have like, to guess so. which one. Who's the worst Austin? We know the best Austin is Austin Hill. Without so, a doubt, he's better than... Yo, not even close. The other yeah, two Austin Hill. Yeah. Are there other? Is there another Austin I'm not thinking of? Um, Austin Powers. Shagalicious. <laughs> 
Uh, Austin Hill is definitely the best of the Austins. Like, yeah. not even close. He's the, um, he, he's the best Austin employed by RCRT. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll say Dylan is normally under control. He's just slow. Cindric has speed, but dear Lord, like, he's going to hit 27 things on the way to eventually wrecking. Like, they were celebrating because he finished the race yesterday. That was, like, a big deal. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> I saw lots of tweets from uh, radio scanners of drivers and spotters cussing out the two car yesterday. Well, which Are we ready picture. to look at the two car as a potential seat to fill for Ford because he needs to get out of the cup series? No, because his dad's the president of Penske. Yeah. It, He's an Austin Dillon. The so, shame uh, of it is... Must be named Austin. You've got Ford passing on drivers like Zane Smith. But because of money, Harrison Burton and Austin Cindric both have a ride in a Penske car next year. Like, stupidity. Absolute stupidity. Like, I just don't even get me on that. I hope Zane Smith wins races next year. Nolan must be going year. through the ghetto right now. Yeah, he must be. Are you in South Carolina on 995? That sounds like South Carolina on 995. No, I'm still in. Uh, I'm just, it's not, it will not confirm or deny where I am. That's true. There was only like four potholes and bumps in that clip. And if it was South Carolina, it would just be like 10 minutes straight. So that's I've, I've I'm done in the middle of three lanes and the right is paved. The middle is not. I am in sort of a ghetto, what I would consider a ghetto area. Yes. I heard the gunshots. I heard the gunshots. Oh, man. Well, we had the National Open at Williams Grove this weekend, and I'm pretty sure I'm the only one of the group that watched it since I'm the only one that watches sprint cars. But it was actually a very good event. Uh, probably probably some of the best racing I've seen at Williams Grove. Again, the bar is very low. Um, but I thought the actual National Open event on Saturday was pretty entertaining. Brent Marks pulled it off. Uh, Danny Dietrich, the guy I rooted for, made it from like 27th to 9th or something, which is pretty impressive especially, again, at Williams Grove. Uh, they had 60 cars show up. They actually had a C-Main, which is pretty dope. But pretty good event uh, overall. They ran a makeup after the National Open on Saturday night, and you could tell the track was totally rubbered up because it was kind of Williams Grove <laughs> at that point. But, uh, I mean, overall for Williams Grove, I thought it was a pretty solid weekend, pretty good racing. Um, you could pass most of the time. So, anyway... Uh, any sprint car fans, keep it keep it coming, man. There's a lot of good, lot of good racing, and we also had modifieds at North Wilkesboro. I don't know. I just love that you're laughing at me. I'm covering the stuff that I know you guys didn't watch. So. I'm not laughing at you. Okay. Do you hear the audio? In oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to mute me. You might need to. <laughs> Nolan might be in New York City downtown, I'm pretty sure. Or California or another. <laughs> or Afghanistan. Yeah, or Chicago. Did, you, did I send you guys the meme? Don't oh, insult Afghanistan. <laughs> it's they're, a, they're insulted. It's a clip from uh, the Pearl Harbor movie, and the caption is, Amazon Prime doing their first drone delivery to Chicago. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's where... That's wow. where Nolan is right now. Oh, oh man. That's bad. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, to wrap that up, Modifieds at North Wilkesboro, it actually was a really, really good race. I'm pretty sure it was the last race on that surface. Uh, they will be repaving the track. I'm pretty sure it's after this one. I don't think there's anything else. 
But uh, our own Mitchell was actually down there for that. And I was hoping he'd be here to discuss it. But again, like, apparently he works on Monday mornings. I'm not understanding what this word means. It's If you just work at 3 a.m., <laughs> you got all the rest of the day to do stuff. You know, the best part about being self-employed is you work for like 30 hours straight and then just take a week off. Oh, I keep forgetting about that second part. <laughs> you know, you the work- best part about working for weeks at a time, not being at home because you're working all the time, weekends mean nothing, holidays mean nothing, days and nights mean nothing, is that you have to take a couple months off when you decide you're tired of it. That's, that's also true. That's also true. Yeah. I think I'm nearing that stage of my life. We're getting close. I mean, I, I'm, I just actually, I just bought another vacation yesterday. So of course. Oh yeah. Do we want to know the cost of this one or probably not? It wasn't too bad. Where are we okay. going? Uh, the Bahamas. <laughs> the where? The Bahamas. Oh. Bahama that's, Mama. That We're is going to Jamaica. From. No way. That's We're going cool. to a couple different places. We're cruising. Mm. We, uh, my mother put me on a guilt trip. So she's Mothers do that. Now. So the mother-in-law mm. and the mother are coming with. Wow. To the Bahamas. To the Bahamas. I like, oh, dude, it is like so one come of the January, most gorgeous areas. So come January, the 10th, I think, or 16th, 10th, one of those weeks. You think I know the date since I just did it, but Probably I don't. Probably not. It's like once I once I put something in my calendar, it is out of my head. <laughs> What's the weather in the Bahamas like in January? Is it? Oh. It's still pretty warm, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's like. Is that the part where it's the like eighty-two flip? degrees? Oh, no, they're like right perfect. at the equator. So it's just it, it like nice all year. Yeah. Gosh. No, it gets hot. I think it does get hot still, but like their cold is eighty-two. Okay. Like the the locals are freezing at eighty degrees. Okay. And I sweat at seventy-five. That's true. So, it's gonna be a good combo, is what yeah. you're saying. You yeah, were cruising too, and my we uh we were fortunate enough to find a cabin with butler service. So. Hola. <laughs> I we keep saying we're gonna do a cruise, my wife and I. We just it is so it cheap to it's, do it. Like we spent so like we have we're like the second best room on the ship. Whoa, and for what six people? It was. Forty two hundred bucks for a week. It's pretty, pretty good in the grand scheme of things. Like that's for that all many the food. people. Yeah, because it's all inclusive at that point, right? Yeah. Like you. I get, think we. I think we have to. I think we have to buy like a soda drink package if we want soda pop. Which is you'll definitely be getting. Probably get at that. Yeah. Uh, Do they have a Dr Pepper package? Because I hope prob- so. That's <laughs> that's really all you're in need of is just. Endless supply. I am listening. I am drinking this stuff these days. I'm not you drinking are. the old sodi pop. I'm proud of you. That's a good step. And you are you're slimming. You're slimming. Look at these dashing okay. looks. Oh come on. Yeah. I'm actually less fat right now too. Are you? I, not by much, but like I was gonna say, like what a half a pound? Ba- yeah. In my celebration last night, jumping around, I burned half a pound. Well, see, I was. I'm not gonna lie. I I turned off the race because the Eagles went to overtime. When I was driving <laughs> to the field. <laughs> so we got there and I was the first person from our team there. So I just sat with my phone on the tailgate. Nice. And watched the Eagles win it in overtime. They did win in overtime. They won it in overtime. Wow. To be 4-0. Oh! Come on. Oh! 
it was a stressful game. It was hard to watch that and Talladega at the same time. It was, I know it was, it was, we were flipping back and forth in the TV and it was like, Oh no, this is too much. See, at least for you, Nolan, Ross was nice enough to remove any stress at the end of stage one. Uh, man, we got to talk about that. So I'm not used to Ross wrecking out. I know his, his name nickname is wrecking. I'm not used Ross. to him wrecking out and being, he's not a DNF kind of guy. And I didn't realize it that much until I'm watching him get interviewed. And he's like real awkward. And I'm like, you know what? I don't see this like ever. So <laughs> it was a weird feeling. I didn't like it. And then I thought, well, I got Carson Hosevar to do for, and that didn't work. But I'll tell you what. Brad, I would not, Brad ended that halfway through the race. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I acknowledge that Ross isn't going to win every race. He's not in every race to win it this year, you know, performance-wise. But, you know, and so I spent a lot of time not watching him directly. But when once he's out of the race, you don't realize, oh, my gosh. At least I didn't realize, as somebody who doesn't usually wreck out how much you do care because once he was in the back and out of it, I'm just like, man, like I don't care about any of these guys. <laughs> did Corey get fourth place yesterday? He did. Wow. Well, he got fifth, but you know, technicality, he got fourth. That's oh, yeah. a technical foul. <laughs> so did, did, so that means his streak of finishing every race is alive. He is yet to post Corey? a do not finish. Really? That surprises me. That's a good point. I don't really remember him really getting interviewed. His worst finish you know, on the year is 33rd, which no matter what is not last. That's true. That's an improvement. I mean, you can transition that into another topic. Like, is there anything that Spire's not going to buy before 2024? Oh, like... Come on. Actually, thank you for Dude. bringing that up because, okay, so Spire buys KBM. Right. Kyle Bush announces he is staying on to help them run Spire truck or right. whatever it's called. He, he's involved. Yeah, he's involved. I, uh, yeah. So. And he will be driving a few races. And he's driving at yeah. least five races next year. Yeah. So. Let it be known. Kyle Bush will own a piece of Spire. Is it SKB? Motorsports? I don't know. Spire, Kyle, I get SBM. SBM. Spire Bush Motorsports. I like it. That's That could be a thing. RFK, SBM. Getting up there. That's all I'm saying. You heard it here first. There is no proof to this. Hey, what about, what about FRM? Front row with motorsports. Isn't that who was up? Top three last year, yesterday towards the end of the race for like three oh, and a yeah. half laps. FRM I mean, was, was FRM, neat. yeah. Like it was, they had three of their cars in the top. RFK three. tweeted it. It's kind of funny. Oh yeah, they're. They did. I, they did. I think the alliance is getting pretty strong there, from yeah. what I'm seeing. Which I mean, it makes sense. That's just why so it's better. RFK just running all the uh, worst teams. Yeah. So basically, at this point, it's RFK and Penske. Yeah. That's like that's the entire Ford outfit. And Stuart Haas, kind of. Oh, right. Stuart I've... Haas is officially the worst Ford outfit left. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They're definitely not doing the Sorry, best. Sorry, I forgot Stuart Haas was in the races this year. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Ooh. So big shout out to Corey LaJoy. He is stacking these pennies and finishing races. I can't remember. Is that his best 
finish? Uh, I thought his best he one got was fourth seventh. in Atlanta. I was at fourth. I thought his. I thought it was a, a seventh. So, yeah. I thought maybe this was like a new a new record, but no fourth in uh, yeah Talladega, which is not winnings, but that's cool. It's not, but he ran a really quiet race. Does like, Mitch listen to the podcast? If he's not on, probably. I don't. I'm going to be honest about it. I do. I don't because. Well, to date, I've only not been on one, but yes, I do listen to all of them. Because you're a narcissist and only like to hear yourself talk. Oh my gosh. I really don't, honestly. I don't listen to the ones I have on either. (laughs) (laughs) I don't listen to the race. I don't don't listen to it. uh, It's not on my, it's not even on my, that's why I don't listen to it when I'm not on it. Because it's not in my uh, playlist of podcasts. I just don't care. You just don't care. Sorry, Alex. All your hard work. Well, you've been on what three episodes this year, so you really haven't heard much this season. Uh, no, <laughs> I think so. I think uh, Nolan has been on like all of them. I might have to look okay. and see how many I've been on. We might have to it's do been the more count. than three. Today is our eighty third episode, by the way. Is it our eighty third? Eighty third episode. Wow, yeah. eighty three. We are closing in on episode one hundred. Right. Uh, stick around for the big news of when that'll be. We should be able to plan it out. Probably next year, unless we want to do 17 more episodes this season. We should totally do 17 more episodes and then have a Christmas episode. Be the, the 100th. 100th. Yeah, I like it. That's a smart move. Uh, Dale Jr. got to go to his dirt sprint track races this week. That was cool, up in Lernerville. Yeah. Yeah, not Ma- far from us either. to Pennsylvania. Yeah. They said a lot of good things about us. It they said the honesty of Pennsylvanians, that it's $100 sitting inside the car with the windows up, down. That's true. That's pen- I'm telling you, listen, we've been saying it for a long time. You don't need to lock your cars at racetracks. No. You don't need to lock your camper in the infield. So what's funny, at Darlington, we had to Saturday morning go get new tires put on the camper. Yeah. But I didn't feel like getting the generator all wrapped and put away. So I literally just unplugged it from the camper. I went to a neighbor who I was meeting for the first time and said, can I leave this with you? And they're like, yeah, 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 have at it. You're good. So my level of trust with race fans is leaving my, which isn't that much money, but leaving my $1,000 generator with somebody I had met five seconds before. How about that first time we went to Charlotte and that one guy let us borrow his socket set and drive to rescue Tom? A whole tool. He gave us his whole trunk worth of tools so we could drive an hour north to pick up Jack Tom. (laughs) And it's a piece of crap Hyundai with 470,000 miles on Why it. Why anybody would mount a starter or an alternator in that location. It was an alternator. Yeah. On the bottom of the engine oh, behind. Yeah. So we had to remove the wheel, the shroud cover. That was. Yeah. Miserable. Oh, by the way, and on the side of I-77. <laughs> and thank God. Tom only pulled oh, like four and a half inches off the freaking road. Yeah. So like the left side. You're of sitting. Car- if you're sitting on your toes, like on your, like. <laughs> Like on your knees, your toes are on the white line. It's like, oh, this is comforting. This is great. Well, Nolan, you will be happy to know that a purchase I made this past week was a half-inch impact with a full socket set. So the next time we blow a camper tire on the side of the highway, pew, pew, going to be so much better. What I just heard was... Too late, buddy. (laughs) Oh, so good. So did you just say we have problems, Nolan? I said you guys are weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that I could have said that too. That is accurate. That is one hundred percent accurate. Coming from a guy with a fake beach background, you got a lot of talking to do. 
Hey, I was at that real beach yesterday. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. I'm that that is straight up one of my favorite locations in the world is Siesta Keys. It is insane. Never been there. I'm a baby hair jealous that I was not there yesterday. A little bit a little bit of FOMO happening for real. Yeah, it was good. It was beautiful last night. Weather's cooling down. I'm leaving the wrong month. I should really turn around and go back. I mean, why am I coming home again? I'm trying to figure out why I still live here. I don't know. I was actually wondering what you're coming home for. Just to come home? Shake it up. Okay. So that we can go golfing before it gets cold. That is true. And oh, I yeah, have a right. fourth. I was I, summoned. Somebody, somebody asked me about golf, and I was like, oh, I got to go. Hey, so do we, we could golf on Thursday, maybe? What's your schedule like? Yep. Uh, I have retirement at noon. <laughs> retirement at noon. So, NASCAR Racing NASCAR. Podcast. Do we think we're going to get a Richmond race on Easter? That that is the rumor circulating right now, and I don't. I'm not a fan, like at all. I think it's going to suck, and it's it's a prime time time slot. Like that, they're some of their biggest numbers the last two years have been Easter Sunday. So what should be there? I I don't even know. Like I last if, year it was Bristol Dirt, right? Yeah, I think. If the car is fixed on short tracks, there's a lot of things that I would like. Um, I think Martinsville would be awesome. Uh, Bristol potentially would be awesome. But Richmond is just kind of a dud. Like, it's just not good. And it's like get, taking one of our biggest time slots of the year and giving it to Richmond. It's like Atlanta. What? Oh, my gosh. Atlanta night Atlanta. race on Easter night. There it is. That's what we should be doing. You're a genius. Thank you. And it's in the South, and we always struggle with rainy weekends on Easter weekend in the North. So the weather should be nicer. Boom. You're welcome, NASCAR. I just fixed it. The South closes for Easter, buddy. <laughs> it's, it's Sunday night. I vote. Plus, it's We close to don't Charlotte. race Easter, and we race Father's Day. Well, I like, so I like both. I think we should be off Mother's Day and on Father's Day. I still don't understand how we're back the other way on that. Because, Why can't they just race on Saturday instead of Sunday and give the people Sunday off? Well, that's also true. It's also not bad. We only race on Sundays here at Nat. Nat no, never mind. So I get it because I, I know that time slot's killer. So what's cool is if you can be semi-close to Charlotte, the teams can still get home for Easter Sunday. And Atlanta's only like a three-hour drive, I think. And flying, which is most of them anyway, it's like 40 minutes. So that, I think, enters the equation. You do all your stuff on Saturday, practice, qualifying, Xfinity, whatever else you want to do that weekend. Dump that all on Saturday morning and then have off and ha don't start the race until like 6 or 7 o'clock Sunday night on Easter. You get the time slot and everyone in the industry can go home and spend Easter with their families Sunday morning. What about Boom. Friday? What about Good Friday, Alex? Uh, I'm not against it either, but the time slot obviously isn't as good. Like no, we, had, we had six. We and can't half have people to track on Good Friday. We have Good Friday services to go to. Well, that's true. And I probably have to work one. Well, I mean, they. Oh did, wait, I forgot. I don't do that anymore. They had an Easter service at Bristol last year, which I thought was awesome. So I think you can. I think you can make it work for the fans that are camping there. It gives. What them about something the special. worship teams that need their instrumentalist? Uh, get a bigger depth chart. I mean, 
So yeah, whatever race they do on Easter Sunday, I'm never going to be able to go to. Ever. <laughs> like, ever. So hopefully it's not too good a race because I will never be able to attend. But I don't know. I think it's a thought. Am I Am I crazy? Someone else throw another idea out. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, keep talking I about did. it. You, are, you, ignored you it. are crazy, yes, but I do think that Atlanta on a Saturday night would be amazing. Do it on a Saturday night. Saturday night race. Or whatever. I, think, I mean, you're not far away from Charlotte, so whatever you got to do. I don't know why we can't avoid holidays like that. I completely agree. I think that's the answer that we need to come up with is Saturday. We race plenty of Saturdays. We do. I, I get it, though, because we had six and a half million viewers on Easter Sunday last year. So, like, that's the part that's hard is it's a really good time slot because nothing else is going on. So, and you think football plays on Thanksgiving and Christmas – so it's not like it's an unheard of thing for a sports event to happen. No, I really don't mind it being then. I yeah. just don't like it on Mother's Day because nobody wants to. Nobody can convince your wife to watch. A None of us can leave. Yeah, you know what I mean. Whereas Father's Day, we could totally pull it off. Yeah. I mean, hey, we're going to the race. Father's Day, you coming with? Yeah, exactly. I. That is a big miss. How in the world we ha- flip that makes no sense to me. Well, NASCAR has a committee, and in my experience, anytime there's a committee, it's retarded. That's true. Thank you, HOAs. Um, so we had Texas last week. Uh, I thought it sucked. What do we think of Texas? Is there anything to talk about other than it being nope. the same race? It was, it, the, it was the best you could expect from a terrible track. And the fact that there was any passing at all and like kind of two and a half grooves. 27 lanes and two and a half grooves. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a below. Yeah, it was a below. Exactly. It was a below average race. They might as well just set up some, some chairs there in the top of three and just let people sit on the track. Cause there's nobody <laughs> sell, going up there. Sell grandstand space. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. And, Actually, what's interesting is IndyCar does not have Texas on the schedule, and the rumor is that Texas will be very early in the season next year. So my thought is I think we're going to see a major facelift next year. I think, which, dear God, talk about three years overdue. I mean, that track has been on life support for, it feels like an eternity at this point, but it looks like they might finally be doing something about it. I think it's just hard... Good. Oh, I I think just uh I hope you know we can look back in two years and go wow Texas turned into like a gem instead of you know being horrible. So I think you talk so. about progressive banking all the time. Why not? Yeah. Like you're not sacrificing anything. It's not like Martinsville where we're potentially screwing up a good track. Any ideas <laughs> you have like that? Go to Texas, bro. Put some old nasty pavement down, progressive banking, whatever. I mean, shot in the dark. Who cares? Make it dirt. Make Texas dirt. <laughs> there you go, Alex. That's a great idea. Mile and a half long dirt track. Mile and a half long dirt track. Has oh it been done gosh. before? <laughs> there might be a reason that it hasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, I think, I I hope so. Gosh, that, that track needs it. But. Right on it. So we're going to the Roval. We are going to the Roval. Who do we think is going to win? Uh, I think it's going to be a Toyota, probably. I like Reddick. I think I think Reddick's probably 
would probably be my pick. What do you think, Nolan? Ross is going to win his way in. Wow. The bias is real. I like it. <laughs> I need the beliefs. <laughs> David, who do you think is going to pull it off? I honestly think it's going to be a back-to-back win. For Blaney? Christopher Bell. Oh, that's like, <laughs> really? You like that? That was pretty funny, wasn't it? It's like, have you seen the Penske yeah. cars on road courses? I've seen year? the Penske cars, period. I have no idea how he has two wins. I Literally, they're like the only two races they were fast. Uh, and not only that, I might add that he had two wins with his window flap closed. <laughs> Unlike last year. Yeah. Back to back. I it could be. I, I feel like the twenty car has just been non existent the last month. But he's non existent. The thing is is until he is. He's non existent, right. but he's non existent in fifteenth. You sure. know what I mean? Because he's not wrecking. He's not making things he's he's a smart driver. Yeah. I as much as I hate Joe Gibbs, I love Christopher Bell. I know. I like half of the team. Nineteen and twenty. So we don't think there's anything that's we don't think there's any groundbreaking news from the winner next week. We don't think it's going to be somebody like Brad or uh, what do we think about McDowell? Do you think McDowell's going to come through again? I think he could. I mean, he's been a road course warrior this year. Well, the interesting part is we do get stage breaks back now, which I think is a mistake. But no, I'm all for it. The racing product was yeah. boring as. I mean, it was worse than watching. I watched paint dry this year, and it was easier <laughs> than the road courses without stage breaks. I do think we're going to see a genuine next-gen poop show next week. And I think playoff drivers are probably going to be the highlight of the poop show. I think that we need good pit stops. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think that it's going to be all strategy. You're going to have a lot of playoff drivers that are staying out in the first Stage for points. Yeah. You're going to have chaos. Which, hey, my guy's locked in. I'm all for chaos. Maybe chaos. I, maybe, maybe, it, maybe it requires the drivers to take more risk. If that means that they're actually able to pass, then I'm all in. Or I they just, just don't think they're going to be able to. They move each other. If they can get there, I, I'm, I'm great. Listen, I'm all for the idea that maybe it might actually be exciting this weekend. I think it's going to suck. But could see a poop show out of it. I'm going to be playing gigs the whole time. So Sunday I will be sleeping. <laughs> so I will not be on the podcast next week. All weekend. <laughs> you will be in recovery. <laughs> the, still. Yeah. Yeah. So, But I do believe that's about all we have. I think it is too. Alex has a meeting in 15 minutes. Holy crap, I do. Yeah, we got to go. You're welcome. We got to go. Hey, thanks for remembering. That was good. Hey, some of us are uh, here to keep us on schedule. Well, we recorded way longer than I thought we did. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we've been going a while. Man. It's because we ramble. Most of it's been edited out. That's true. Nolan's driven through like 14 states in the time that we recorded this. At the beach. At the beach. I wish. <laughs> well, so. thanks for joining us, Nolan. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your uh, sunbathing. Thank and- you. And, we'll, uh, uh, maybe see you guys on Thursday. Yeah, awesome. let's do some golf on Thursday. That'd be great. Yeah, come on. We will uh, be back next week. And by we, I mean possibly he and maybe thy <laughs> and maybe thee, but not me. This is the Racing X Podcast. Okay. You have a wonderful evening. Holla! Yay! <laughs>
I think we should end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>